0: So I am back um, and we are now going to go through some final questions before the deadline and then just reveal our team. So we are locked in now. We're not going to tinker with our teams tomorrow at all. This is it. We're ready for game week one. Excited,
1: boys? Very excited. A bit nervous, but um, this is what we've been doing all the pods for to help you guys out. So hopefully it's helped you out. Hopefully it's helped us out and let's see if we can win it.
2: You are looking forward to it Angus? Yeah definitely um, feeling a little bit of I guess the, the nerves and the pressure now but yeah looking forward to it.
0: I'm exactly the same I've been so weighed back about it because my I didn't tinker with my team at all I always said I was just going to wait till the preview pods and then make my decisions from there. I've been in such panic mode today I think like overthinking things and uh, I'm just glad that it's done now, and how quick has it come round? So I can't believe how quick pre-season's gone. I think, obviously, the Euros helped, having a month of football there, but it's come round so quick, hasn't it?
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's all of a sudden, it's tomorrow.
0: I can't wait. Finishing Cricket early, straight home, getting that game on, what a game starters off. Um, right, other people have got some last-minute dilemmas. Um And we're going to try our best to answer them i say i or i say we i'm going to read out the questions and i'm going to hope that you two have got good answers so uh, we've got nine questions in total so thank you for those who have sent the questions in and interacting with us and we'll start with aaron palace who's been a long-time supporter of the pod um is double west brom defense sensible giving their opening three fixtures so I'll start with you, Dan. I'll go with you first. We've got Bournemouth, Luton and Sheffield United in the first three. Double West Brom defence, a good idea?
1: Uh, I'm currently on double uh, defence. Um, I think it, one is a must. Um, I can see why some people are maybe a bit put off because they it, it's not the easiest um, set of fixtures. But just the way of the scoring in Gaffer, remember it's two points per half of the clean sheet. So that's sort of, as long as they don't concede a lot of goals in one half or both halves, I think you'll still get a pretty decent return for them. Um, so I think one is def- uh, one, everyone should probably have one. Um, but I'm going for two.
2: Angus, what about you? Pretty much the same, really. I think you need to have at least one. And I'm on the double as well. And I think, you know, you see it with the the best teams as well, that even though they're playing a couple of the the other sort of better teams in the division first up, they tend to, the, uh, the fixtures don't tend to matter too much. And I think, you know, there's still some questions under Parker about how successful in attack Bournemouth are going to be. How Sheffield United are going to do an attack as well? Both of them, you'd think good defensively, but some questions in attack. So it may well be that West Brom actually do well defensively in those games anyway.
0: I'm a little bit sceptical, but not too much. I think that you know, if this was in game week twenty, and the and Bournemouth were and the Sheffield United were the next three, it wouldn't phase me one bit. But because we've had no form to go off. It's quite hard not to be worried about the fixtures, but I think, you know, West Brom, we've backed them as favourites, clear favourites. I think they should be OK. And I'm not against the double, but I'm only on one West Brom defender at the moment, so I'm a bit different than you two. But I, d- I agree with you both. I don't see anything wrong with it. So that answers that for Aaron. Next question is from James Wood, our Bournemouth correspondent. He has put last-minute decisions, Phillips or Grant's, and best midfielder under £7 excluding Willock and O'Hare. Angus, I'll start with you on the Phillips or Grant question
2: first. Given that it seems like Phillips is going to play, I think the the gain from him is better in terms of what you can cover with Grant, so I would probably say Phillips.
1: Okay, and you, Dan? Uh, I'm going to go for Grant. I just think he's he's proven at this level to score goals. Um, he done it in a struggling Huddersfield side, so I'm going to go for Grant.
0: So basically, we haven't helped James one bit there, so good <laughs> luck picking that one, James. If it's any consolation, um, I'd go Phillips just on the prize because I'm not sure about Grant yet, but I do get Dan's points. He yeah. did do it to Huddersfield. If he kicks on straight away, then he's going to be quickly in my team, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope that helps. Um, Midfielders under £7 million then, excluding working Aware, Dan. Who's the
1: best? Uh, so, I'll, I'll give a, a few I like. I like Swift yeah. from Reading. Uh, I like Watmore from Middlesbrough. Um, I also like Maiten from Forest. Yeah. Uh, Probably one of the 5.5s from Luton on the wing. Uh, It's not 100% decided, but Luton are going to be more attacking. So if they get a nailed option, uh, I know that's probably not going to help straight away, but they'll, they'll be good options. And I like Smodics from Peter.
0: I wrote five down for this question, and I've got three of the same. Angus I'm just gonna to come to you just see who you've got, just see if you can cross my other two off.
2: Um well I would have said five and Dan said four of them, so I <laughs> <laughs> okay, one. Who are
0: they? Uh,
2: I would have had Swift, Whatmore, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smodix, yeah, and I'm still gonna say um given that I think he's gonna start, I'm gonna say Carvalho at Fulham as well.
0: Oh interesting. That is interesting. I wasn't expecting that one actually, to be fair. Um the two on my list that you two haven't mentioned, I did have Swift, Watmore, and Mighton. Um I've been playing around with them both all day between Mighton and Dolan, so I've put Dolan in there. Um I'm not a fan of Blackburn's fixtures though, to start off with, so I probably wouldn't go there, but I think he will become a good asset. And I put a Jaria down at the same price as Swift. I um, personally prefer Swift. But I think Kijari could be an option. Um, so, yeah, that's that question answered. And we'll go to FPL Tangerine, who's our Blackpool correspondent. Uh, best goalkeeper to start the season with, who has an away fixture in game week five? Um, Angus, I'm going to come to you. So
2: what was the question, sorry?
0: So it's the best goalkeeper start to start the season with, but must have an away fixture in game week five.
2: I've lost the fixtures. <laughs> Good for the audio, this yeah, one. Yeah, great for the audio. Um,
1: <laughs> I'll come back to Aaron you. Angus. Ramsdale.
2: Oh, Ramsdale. Okay, okay. Explain that one for us. I think Sheffield United will be decent defensively. Um, I don't like looking at the fixture tracker, particularly on the website, it's... It says they've got two reds in the first four, but one of those reds is Swansea, um who I'm very skeptical of. So if you look at it as, yeah, they have to play West Brom, they've the other three in the first four are Birmingham, Swansea, and Huddersfield. And then in game week five, they play Luton, um which away. So um, I, and, I, and I think he's gonna he's gonna stay, so I'm gonna say Ramsdale.
1: okay. Dan, what about you? Uh, so I'm guessing Tangerines are uh, going to be looking to play away days in five. That was my uh, thinking. Yeah. Basically, um, I'm just going to play uh, more the Coventry keeper in that week. Um, they're away to QPR, but I'm just going to play in, uh, unless there's like any injuries or anything like that. Because as as I was looking through, and there, there's all a few question marks, um, but Ramsdale, I agree, might be staying. So that's, that's a good shout from Angus.
0: I had a quick look at this, because I haven't planned to use away day in game week five yet. And so I had a quick look, and mine was Travers at Bournemouth if he stays in goal, which... It looks like he is going to be the number one goal because they haven't signed anybody yet. I know they've got West Brom in game week one. Then they've got Forest, Birmingham and Blackpool and then Hull away in game week five. So I thought that would be a pretty good one and there's potential points before
1: the game week five away day. I just view that bit of a risk, Jamie, because we know that they were heavily linked with Woodman. So they're obviously looking for a goalkeeper. So if if someone wants to risk it, he is the best option, and he's at five million. But there's a high chance they're going to bring in a, a new goalie.
0: Very good point, Dan. Very good point. I'll take that on board, definitely. Um, next question then is from FPL BCFC eighteen seventy five. So Liam, our Birmingham correspondent. They're doing us some favours, aren't they, putting the questions in? I didn't actually (laughs) realise it was them three all in a row. Um, I definitely didn't ask them to post questions in, by the way, listeners. Um, What three teams would you avoid plays at all costs for first five fixtures? I found this quite a difficult question because it's quite hard as it is. We don't know any form, do we? Um, So I've only got two teams written down, Um, but I'll come to you first, Dan.
1: Uh, The first one, I think, is obvious. It's Derby. Absolutely. Even though the fixtures are really good. They've still only got nine players, fit uh, fit professionals, outfield. um, And they're just in a bit of a mess. The second one, I've gone for Blackburn. Um, They're both mine. (laughs) Yeah, they've got Swansea, who I think are going to be pretty good defensively still. I think they're going to build from the back still. Um, Millwall, Forest, and West Brom—that has a disaster run, even if they even if they manage to keep Armstrong. Um, and the third one's a bit more trickier, but it's probably Swansea, just because of the un, unknowns and unrest, uh, with the fact they've lost so many players, new managers so close to the start of the season. So they're probably the three, the three for me.
0: Definitely agree with you there. Angusu, you got anybody different than them three?
2: The other one that was in my mind was actually um, Huddersfield. I know they play Derby and they play Preston, but that's particularly when it's looking at the first five in totality. They also play Fulham, Sheffield United and Reading. Okay. So I'd take the three that Dan said before as more of an avoid than Huddersfield but it was just enough for me looking across the whole of the first five that the other three kind of cancel out playing Derby and Preston
0: good points good points I like it um next question and it's from Mike Day um he's also a long time listener as well so thank you Mike um we were spoiled last season with Pookie and Tony do you think mids are going to be better options this year, or do you think strikers are still the ones to get? Uh, Angus, I'll come to you first.
2: I think it will probably be a little bit more balanced this year. Um, I think the strikers will still be, you know, really good options to go with. I think there's some really good premium options there. And I think the scoring a little bit has helped some of the midfielders, but I think the depth of the midfield. This year makes me feel like there, there'll there be more points available in the midfield area. It felt last year like, you know, all your points were coming from four or five midfielders where it feels at least looking to build a team this year that there's more options for points in the midfield area this year. It might be wrong, but it's just how it feels looking at it at the moment.
0: OK, and Dan, what about you? What are your thoughts?
1: Uh... I think strikers are comfortably better this season. Uh, I know they've changed uh, some of the points scoring. And I, I know it's hard to look at the striker list and you've seen the relegated clubs. So they've all been terrible. The strikers, Brewster, Goldrick, who say, Mitrovic has hardly played. Um, but this is the championship, and we saw as soon as Pookie came back down, uh, he he could still score at this level. Solanke scored quite a lot when he came uh, stepped down. So, yeah, for me, it's comfortably strikers. And, um, I think that's going to show in with my team reveal later on.
0: I agree with both of you. I agree with Dan and his, I think, strikers. It definitely is where the points is going to be again. Yeah. From who, we don't know. I mean, last season, let's be honest, we weren't expecting that from Tony, Where we? I mean, I know some people backed him from the beginning, but I don't think they were expecting that. I didn't back him at the beginning and quickly regretted it. So it's just a matter of waiting to find out who is going to be them those strikers. But in terms of midfield, I agree with Angus because there is a lot more options. This is where I struggled picking my team. Defence was done straight away. Forwards had a little bit of issues with on who to choose. But then midfield I've been on it all day. Uh, just try and get a nice balance that I like. So, yeah, I agree with both of you. Next question is from FPL Tactics. Um, it's first question for the pod. If you had to pick one midf- midfielder from Forest or Reading for the first 10 game weeks, who would you pick and why? So I haven't even looked at the first 10 fixtures, I'll be honest. No. Um, but I, one player came to my mind straight away, but
1: I'll come to you, Dan, just to see who you've got. Uh, so for Forrest, I think I would pick Myton. He had an OK season, but I just feel like he's the best option. He's 6 million. Um, he's he's young, but I think he's going to improve. and. For Reading, I think it's swift. Um, he's going to be on every set piece. Uh, if he can stay fit, it's probably the biggest uh, hurdle he'll have. But like like we've said a few times, they've lost the say Uh Maite is, is injured, so he's really the man at Reading now. So he's going to have to step up and provide... The chances for out to score if this Reading team are going to be anywhere near the playoffs. 100% agree.
2: Angus, what
1: about yeah. you?
2: I mean, the first name that came to mind was uh, John Swift. Yeah, um, the, the only concern, as it always is with John Swift, is will he stay fit for the first 10 game weeks? But yeah, assuming point. he does, it's the obvious answer. And then, yeah, if it's a forest player as well, then uh, for me, it's quite clearly Mighton.
0: I'll be boring and agree with both of you. I, I'm, I didn't write down my if I I just put Swift because we know he's on set of pieces. He's more likely going to play as a 10, you'd think. motor and Laurent will probably play um, as the two central midfielders. So it was just quite an easy decision for me. Next question, at FPL frustrations first question for the pod. Um, Who do you think are the best 4.5 and 4.0 defender options um, I've wrote down three. So,
2: Angus, I'll come to you first. 4.5 defenders. I think the obvious one, obviously, is Lee Wallace. Yes. Um, from QPR. Um, I mean, you know, there's there's the talk about McCallum coming in, but I think it's still his spot to lose um, is the big thing for me. Um, I think I'm going to say vandenberg from preston but i think there will be a preston defender um, you're might... gonna say that um, but i mean i've i've said vandenberg about four times i have to stick with it yeah <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are probably the main two um i'd also look at someone like kitching given that he seems to be starting for um barnsley and then uh the other one who was in my draft for a while but has dropped out is james bree
0: Brilliant, Dan. You're nodding your head when he said Brie. Go on, explain.
1: So uh, Bree is um, going to be more attacking for Luton this year. Um, he struggled with injuries, as I've mentioned previous times, but he's come back. And uh, since day one of uh, pre-season, he's been involved in everything. Um, it looks like he is going to be on some set pieces as well. Um, and he scored a couple of goals in preseason as well, so he, he's just in a, in better shape in a more attacking side than I think last year. So he's, he's definitely a good option at four point five. Um, another one I'd I'd like to mention, but he is I think he's going to be injured for a couple of game weeks. Is Ola Sunday? I have seen him in a couple of drafts. I think he is going to be a good option, um, but. The Preston uh, press conference today said he's out for a couple of game weeks, so if you have him, he's probably will be a good option maybe at some point, but I'd take him out for now and the four million um, let me just see there was a couple uh Dimitri Mitchell is the main one,
0: yeah
1: but he is injured I think for the first game week, so if you're happy to just have a four point oh On the bench. Um, He's the main one. Um, There is at Coventry, I think McFadzian at 7 million. I think he's going to start. But I think a lot of us have got probably one of their goalies. So I'm not sure you'll want to double up. And there's some rumours that a door from Barnsley might get some game time at left wing back but apparently they are looking um, at left-back. So, yeah, there are some. There's definitely some 4.5 and 4 million options.
0: Good answers. The only one I've got written down that you two didn't say was Cunningham, but you did say Preston, didn't you, Angus? So I had Cunningham down, um, and then I did have Wallace slash McCallum. that's the reason Wallace isn't in my team. I'd like him. I do think he will start the season as left-back, but, but we'll see Not fair. I want to try and get dead serious players in my team who are going to play a lot of minutes, so I couldn't risk it. Um, next question then, um, Mickey Fark. Um, I've put Mickey Fark because I didn't want to butcher your surname, so apologies for that. He has put, there's always one surprise package in every season. Last season it was Barnsley. Which team do you think it will be this season? Dan, I'll start with you.
1: Um, I, th- I, th- I don't know if it's a surprise anymore, but I think QPR will do quite well. If you're not going to accept, if, if you want me to name another one, I think Stoke. Uh, I think for the first time since they've come down from the Premier League, there's no talk about Stoke. And I'm it's getting a bit worrying. They've done some very good business. They're getting rid of a lot of the dead wood. And the signings they've made, I think, are going to improve the squads. And if they can keep Campbell fit, uh, Powell fit, Franchich fit, they they already had a solid defence last year. I think Stoke is the team to look out for.
0: I won't say I'm not happy about that answer, but I'll go on to Angus. Go on, Angus. Uh,
2: So given that we're working on the assumption that QPR isn't allowed. um, Yeah. I think I've seen them do well in predictions, but I've not seen many people talking about them. So I'm going to go with Middlesbrough. Okay, why? Um, I think they've built a really good team. I think they've built a team that's really well suited to what Neil Warnock wants to do as well. I think they've made some really smart additions in that regard to a squad that already had some decent talent in it, with the likes of McNair, Watmore, Tavernier, even even solid players like Johnny Howson and Sam Morsey. I think, you know, adding in some of the, the players they have to that squad means that I think they could make a real push into the playoffs this season. We can
0: tell you've been listening to a Middlesbrough podcast, can't we, Dan? He's a, see- he's a new Middlesbrough fan
2: now. <laughs> I-, I know all about them now. It's great. Right.
0: <laughs> um, Those on the audio who want to see but I slammed my hand down when you said Middlesbrough because that was my shout as well. Um, obviously, I didn't want to say QPR. Um, I didn't know if Middlesbrough would be classed as a dark horse because where right, did they finish, was it 8th or 9th last year? They just missed out, didn't they? just behind Cardiff. Um, they dropped off at the end so I wasn't too sure if you'd count them as a dark horse but I do fancy them Yeah. Um, like for the same reasons that you said I think that team's set up now for Warnick um, but I also put Luton down and Dan will love that Um, I just thought from where you finished last season I don't think you're going to make the playoffs Like, don't get me wrong I'm not going that far but I'm impressed with your business so far first I was a bit sceptical about it when you brought Lansbury and Cameron Jerome in um, but they've mixed that with a few youngsters as well so I'm excited to see how Wooten do um, but I completely agree with you Stoke, no bias in there it's took us four or five years to get rid of those Premier League wages players who were just there for a paycheck and I think we will go under the radar this year but not sure how high um Last question is from Marius Rave. What's the situation with Kiefer Moore? Is he not likely to start game week one? Dan, I'm not going to ask you this. I'm just going to go straight to Angus as he's doing the injury spreadsheet for us, which I'll reveal um, later on in the
2: pod. Yes. Yeah, so uh, I was sat this afternoon uh, following Mick McCarthy's uh, press conference, obviously. Um Part of well, largely because I have to do or I'm doing this spreadsheet, but obviously with a selfish view towards you know what's going on with Kiefer Moore. Um, Mick McCarthy said he's he's back in training, he's been back in training. Um, it was put to him as asking if he was going to be out for a couple of weeks, and it said he, he's trained well, but obviously he hasn't been able to play at all. And, um, I'll just quote the press conference here it's probably these terms of what mick mccarthy said he said he's trained today He was back training he's not been off that long he came back and trained and looks great moving well he's feeling fit we might be looking at tuesday against sutton united he could be involved he could be on the bench saturday actually if this week's training is anything to go by so that he may well be involved but that doesn't sound very promising for a starting role for keeper this weekend
0: no, that's me says basically, yeah, he might make the bench, but he's gonna get some minutes in the cup on Tuesday. I swear to God, after them comments, if he starts on Saturday, I'm gonna be <laughs> fucking fuming. Because I really like Keith Moore's my man this season, and I really want him, but I can't risk it. You can't after them comments, you cannot risk that. So I hope that answers that question for you. And now we're getting to the business end of the podcasts. Our team reveals for Game Week 1 21-2022. Gaff How do I do it? Shall, shall we start? We'll go through like goal is and then move up the pitch. Shall we yeah, do that position way? Position
2: by position, yeah.
0: Right, OK. So what I'll, do, I'll do it in the same order every time then. Angus, you do your two. Dan, do your two. Then I'll do mine and then we'll go through that way. Your goalkeepers, Angus. Uh,
2: so it's the same keepers I've actually been on for a little while now. Uh, it's Lumley from Middlesbrough, Yeah. Uh, 4.5 keeper, I think. Um, good starting keeper. I think Middlesbrough actually have a better defence. You can tell I've been listening to a lot of that. Better <laughs> defence than it looked last season. Um I'd seen in a couple of places, actually, that Marcus Bettinelli had the lowest save percentage in the league last year. So I think that was... So they actually have a better defence than it seemed. So if Lumley is competent behind them, 4.5 could be an absolute steal. And then I've got more from Coventry.
0: You're going to have a fucking season. Take a tip, next season at this rate, aren't you? <laughs> Moving up there. I don't
2: think I have any more borough comments to make, so that's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, good choices. Dan, what about you?
1: So I've gone for Everson from Preston. <clears throat> um, recently added to the game today at 5 million. Um I know from uh, watching Ben HD's uh, videos, he's a massive Preston fan. And he he rates um, Everson so highly. Uh, Also, they've got a pretty good uh, fixtures to start off. They've got Hull, Reading, Huddersfield and Peterborough. Now, I know maybe some of them will score, but I think they'll maybe create chances. So... Everson will have to make some saves as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a fan of Everson uh, from Preston, and then the backup is Moore from Coventry. Uh, it's, it's four million uh, playing goalkeeper. Um, so yeah, I think that's a pretty, pretty obvious pick to be honest.
0: Yeah, I think I've gone Moore as well. I think it was a pretty easy decision once it's a playing goalkeeper at four million. You can leave him on your bench. If your other keeper's got a tough fixture, you could possibly start him. So that was easy. And I've gone down the same road as Angus. Um, I've got exactly the same goalkeepers as you, Angus. So I've got one way as well at 4.5. I was looking through all the five million goalkeepers, and that was my plan, to have a five and then more at four. Um, But then when I looked at it, and because I've got such high expectations of Middlesbrough this year, I think they'll do really well. It just made sense to save that 0.5. Um, I was very close to having De again. Um, I had him a lot last season. Uh, but I ended up going with one week for the same reasons as you, really, Angus. So yeah, that's how goalkeepers. Your back five, Angus.
2: Uh so I, do you want me to give the prices as well? Or
0: yeah, if you go from my, like, you go down from the your premium down to your your lowest
2: price defender. Yeah, so I've got uh Connor Townsend at six, Darnell Furlong at six, Kenny Tete at six, Sean Morrison at six and Oda Bajo from QPR at five.
0: Okay, so do you want to
2: explain any of them? Uh, So West Brom, I think we've already covered. Yeah. Uh, Sean Morrison, I really like Cardiff defensively. I owned Sean Morrison last year and he did great for me. The 60 minutes he got on Saturday was enough to convince me that he'll be back in the team, and I think you know we've we've covered at length the set piece menace that Sean Morrison is. Uh, Kenny Tete, Fulham defence, fullbacks getting high. He seemed like a, an easy pick, and Odegaard come coming at QPR. It's going to be the likely going to be the right wing back for them. Uh, really like him going forward, and it felt like a slight bit of extra uh, security over Wallace for the extra 0.5. Okay,
0: sounds good. Before I ask you yours, Dan, can I just ask you both a question? I know we said we're locking in, like right, for the podcast, we're not saying so much. If you talk me out or into something, I'm allowed to change while we're live on the pod.
2: I think live on the pod is all right. right <laughs> but
0: we'll make sure we. Uh, Make that clear.
1: Okay, just just saying. Uh, Dan, your five then. So I've got Furlong, 6 million. Townsend, 6 million. Tete, 6 million. NG, 5 million. And Yadon from Reading, 5 million. Um, Furlong and Townsend, um, I believe they're the best team in the league. Very attacking uh, wing-backs in uh, uh, Ishmael. Three four three, Tete. Um, Fulham have got decent fixtures and attacking right back. I think he's a bit more security over Towns. Uh, sorry, um, Robinson and uh, Brian. So I've gone and point five million cheaper. Uh, Perry Ng. And I can see why Angus has gone for Morrison, but I just like Ng. Um, a good. Good attacking uh, wing-back for Cardiff um, in that, with that defence as well. So, yeah, I've gone for NG. And Jaidem, Um is basically, they've got good fixtures and he's part of my plan for the away days boost in game week five. Uh, he plays away. So, yeah, that's why I've gone for Yiden.
0: Interesting. So... I've changed mine a bit recently. Not now. Um, earlier on, I've gone to Townsend at six. Oh no, I've got Robinson at six point five. Sorry, I went him to over to Tati because I didn't watch a lot of Premier League football last year, so I'm not that aware of Tati. You know, I know his name and stuff, but I'd seen Robinson play a lot more. I really like him, so I went on that. I need a full defender, so it was one of them two, and I've decided to go on what I know, so I've gone Robinson, Townsend at six, Paddy McNair at six, um, From I was watching a Middlesbrough video last night, I'm not going to lie, when I, I was watching it in bed on YouTube, and it looks like Paddy McNair is going to play in a back three, but there is options of him playing in midfield, and he'll also be on some set pieces, so, and I'm really back in Middlesbrough, I've realised, I actually really am back in Middlesbrough. I've then gone Perry and G at five, the reason I've gone in over Morrison, which, Angus, you know, I'm a massive Morrison fan, is I needed to save some money to get and Morden to my team once he's fit. Um, so I had to drop down from Morrison to NG. And then I've gone Tommy Smith at Stoke. Um, similar to what Dan said when he was talking about Stoke. I really expected to do well defensively. And we've got a good set of fixtures to start off with um, in the first four game weeks. So... That was my decision on Smith. I'd which young made that one about twenty minutes before we started recording, so I don't regret that. But yeah, that is my defence. Your midfield, Angus. Uh,
2: so my most expensive midfielder is David Brooks at eight million.
0: Oh, Brooks, that's an interesting one. I'll come back to you on that one yeah. give us your four. Uh, I've
2: got I've got uh, Matt Phillips back at seven point five. Um, I've got John Swift at 6.5, got Chris Willock at 6, and I've got Fabio Carvalho at 5.
0: Right, talk me through Brooks first because the last season he had his injuries. He had a little spell where he did well, but I think you'd agree that he was quite disappointing, one to you from what we expected. Yeah. What are you thinking?
2: So, funnily enough, Brooks came into my team when I was trying to decide between Alex Mighton and Duncan Watmore. Right. Uh, <laughs> how did that happen? <laughs> so I was sort of looking at planning a bit further ahead um, and was trying to decide which one I liked the run better of, uh, Watmore and Mighton. and the Bournemouth fixtures looked much better as it goes ahead and particularly with the thought of potentially I'm not as decided that I'm going to play the away days in game week five, although it does look a good week to play it. And I thought I didn't want to completely leave myself exposed if I decided that's what I wanted to do without options there. Um, so for me, uh, getting a Bournemouth player in felt a good option to cover that off. And I think. That Brooks will have. um Something, I'm expecting him to sort of bounce back this season. Um, how good he will be, I'm not sure, but I'm expecting enough of a bounce back that I thought um, he would be a good option uh, to come into my team.
0: Very interesting, I'm not going to lie. Who um, was the other four again? So you had Swift, Willock. Uh,
2: Matt Phillips and Fabio yeah. Carvalho.
0: Ah, that was it, yes. Carvalho is an interesting one. I'll be honest, he never, ever crossed my mind once. Um, not too sure why that is actually. To be fair, but that's an int- especially if. How much is he? He's five million. Five million. That will be interesting if he does well. Um,
1: Dan, your five. So I've got Harry Wilson for nine point five million. I've got Swift for six point five. I've got Willock for six. I've got Sammy Smodics for five point five. Then I've got O'Hare for five million. Uh, Harry Wilson, uh, I like Fulham's fixtures to start off with, um, and I feel like he's apart from Jed Wallace, he's I can drop down from him because I'm not expecting to to um, go up, and he will be one of my transfers out for the away days because um, he is at home that week, um, but I can drop down to a uh, Bournemouth midfielder, um, West Brom, or, or anyone like that, really. Um, <clears throat> Swift, I think we've gone over enough. Just yeah. if Reddy are going to do anything, he's going to be the man. Uh, Willock, um, I think compared to chair, I think he's under price. Uh, and I think QPR are going to be quite attacking this year. So I wanted to get some part of QPR. Uh, Sammy Smodics, Um I've not gone for uh, Clark Harris, um, and he plays the ten behind either a front two or, or Clark Harris. Um, he scores a lot of goals and assists, and they've got pretty decent fixtures to start off with. So I've gone for Smoddix. and O'Hare. I think five million is a really good price for for what he offers. Um, and he's he's away on um, on the away days. So if I have to, I can play him in the away days as well. But that's it.
0: Interesting. So one of mine's probably gonna surprise you. Uh, but my most expensive is Phillips at seven point five. So I've tried to save money a bit here in my midfield from what I said at the beginning. Um, I don't think my midfield will score as many points as my defence and forward. So I'm planning on playing five-two-three, or a 4 3, three. So I've got folks at 7.5, Swift at 6.5, Willock at 6, O'Ware at 5, and my fifth midfielder, he's going to sit up third on the bench every week, is O'Dalda at Bristol City. He's 4.5 million. I just... I'm never going to play him because I'm always going to play two or three midfields. So he can happily just sit third on my bench. He frees up a bit of money for me as well. Um, I'll reveal how much I've actually got in the bank uh, once I finish my team. But my thinking is Phillips, cheap option. um well, it's a cheap way of getting into that West Brom attack. And Diagono is obviously expensive. Grants, obviously a forward. So Phillips at 7.5 playing. Hopefully right wing for them. Seems like a bit of a steal. Um, Swift we've covered so I won't bore everybody with that. Willock, you just can't not have him at six million can you? Um, I did have chair in there with him as well at one point today but um, I'm scratch that. Aware, five million but I think he could do bits. He'll be kind of in and out of my team, mostly on the bench but I do like it and then Odalda, as I said, will be third on my bench probably every single week, so I don't need to worry about him. So, yeah, that's my midfield. And then we'll go on to our favourite positions, um, forwards. Angus, who are your three? Uh,
2: so I've got Alexander Mitrovic at 11. I've got yeah. David McGoldrick at 9. And I've got James Collins at
0: 7.5. Interesting talk us through Mitrovic
2: he was one of the first names on the team sheet when I made my first draft haven't really had any reason to change my mind since then I think he's all set up to have a great season Um, I think the moves to bring in the likes of Harry Wilson only help that and so for me he seemed like a no-brainer
0: Interesting. And McGoldrick, you've chosen out of the many possibilities from Sheffield United. Why him um, over a
2: Brewster or a Musse? Um I think there's, there's a bit of, sort of, I guess, reliability about David McGoldrick. Um, I think Moussaie is probably the highest upside one. And Moussaie is probably the one I regret not having more than Brewster. Uh, McGoldrick I just like that extra sort of reliability the extra sort of solidity that you know what he gives you Don't Um, use
0: big words like that on this podcast Angus,
2: just because you're only a full time now doesn't mean you can do that and I guess like even though he's older I guess the the one thing that I've heard from many Sheffield United fans about Mousse is a slight concern about injuries so that's why I went with McGoldrick
0: Okay, and then Collins, I'm assuming, because Moore's likely not to play.
2: Yeah, so Collins for a while, I, for a long time, I had uh, Kiefer Moore and Lyndon Dykes. Yeah. Lyndon Dykes appears obviously not to be nailed at this point, according to um, Chris Hermitage, our QPR correspondent, amongst others. And so I took him out, and that was when I brought in McGoldrick. And then Moore, obviously, I tried to leave him in for as long as possible, but. Um, Particularly with Cardiff's opening fixtures starting from you know game week one. I didn't feel I could take the chance on Kiefer Moore, so um so I've gone to Collins.
0: Fair enough. Dan, I'll come to you. You're three
1: forwards. So I've got Mitrovic for eleven, uh Carlon Grant for nine point five, and Moussey for eight million.
0: Right. Mitrovic you're going to tell me the same as what Angus has just told me, aren't you? So we'll leave that yep. one. So you've got Grant
1: and Musse. Um Yeah. Um, so Grant, he had a great season for Huddersfield in a really, really poor side. And I just think with this West Brom side, I think he's going to do well. Um, so I can understand why people have gone Phillips. But I just feel if I want to captain a player from West Brom, you captain Grant. And I think there's opportunities to captain him, especially in game week two, maybe against Lewin. Um, so that's why I've gone for Grant. And Musse, basically what uh, Angus said about the of I think if Musey does well, he's going to be really like, he's got... If someone said, who do you think can score more than one goal in a game? I would pick Moussae over McGoldrick. Uh, so that's what I've got. It's, it's a bit of a risk, but I think it's a risk worth taking this early on in, in the game. Yeah, good pick.
0: So my three, are Metrovic 11, Moussae 8 and Karoma from Huddersfield 8. I'm not going to talk about Metrovic. Um Musey, same reason. to be fair, he was the first striker that I wanted when I was playing. That's for, he was definitely in there. And then Karoma is basically a one-week punt. Um, he's only going to be in there for the derby game. And then, fingers crossed, Kiefer Moore is going to be available to start in game week two. So he's going straight out um, for Kiefer Moore. But in terms of a one-week punt... Doesn't get a lot better than that against Derby. Um, Not a fan of Huddersfield, but Coroma I like. I wouldn't normally have him in my team at that price. I think he's a bit too overpriced as a forward for me. But as a one-week punt, like I said, um, fingers crossed. He does the business for me. And like you say, you know, it's a bit of a risk at the beginning. But, you know, there's plenty of time to pull back from it, isn't there? So... They are my picks, and that's basically then our teams for game week one. And just yeah.
1: yeah, are we staying captains? Or,
0: um, who would you say are the best captain options for the week instead of like your actual captains? Are yeah, okay. um, I think Mousset is definitely one of them, Birmingham, I think that's a good fixture. I'd also be. Kiefer Moore would have been definitely one against Barnes against his old club. Um, I think Mitrovic will be an option for people. I don't like it myself um, against Middlesbrough.
1: And I'm um, just trying to see if there's anyone else I like. I like. That. Obviously, if you brought in Chroma, that's a, it, it's, it. It's a pun. That's not a terrible captain choice. Yeah. I also think Ad Against Peterborough, Luton is a, is an option. I, I, to be honest, I think because of you got you got West Brom against Bournemouth, and Fulham play Middlesbrough, and obviously Sheffield United play Birmingham. The top, what we consider the top four sides, don't have really great fixtures. Yeah. So I think if you want to do like a James Collins or a or add or a coroma, like go for it this week. Yeah, you, that's you can go on. You you can protect yourself with the vice captain as well. So if you if you if you want to take a punt, this is a brilliant week to do it, in my opinion. Angus, you got any different opinions?
2: Um, I agree with all of those. I mean, you know, Moose or, you know, Sheffield United forward. Um the what the other one I don't hate is that I've seen a few on, is Charlie Austin. I think Millwall are quite good defensively, but the amount we think QPR are going to attack and potentially score goals, I don't hate Charlie Austin as a captaincy option, depending on the makeup of your team. But I think that is another one that you can go with.
0: See, I'm against that one, to be honest. I just got this feeling that that could be a nil-nil. I could just see nil-nil in that game, first game of the season, nerd. Obviously, I'm not saying I'm right. Um, that was my thoughts, and I think that was one of the main reasons I ended up coming off um, chair as well as Willock, um, just based on that fixture. Uh, but obviously, I could be wrong. Um, any more before we leave it there? Colin Kazem um, Richards?
1: Okay, now. Can we say about... Um... Clark Harris, the latest on Clark Harris, because a lot of people have him in their team. Yeah,
0: so you kindly sent me a YouTube video of Ferguson's press conference while I was on my lunch break at work, and I literally spent 10 minutes of my lunch watching that, so thanks for that, Dan.
1: Um, But yeah, go on, you give the update on that as you saw it. So from what I gather is he played 45 minutes in midweek. You get the the impression he's going to be in the squad um but he also said it's the first game of the season but we don't we don't need to take risks so the, the, he could play six start and play 60 minutes he could be on the bench and play 30 um if he starts he's a good pick probably against Luton if you if you want to pick him and just have him on the bench this week I don't hate that either But it really is, in my opinion, a 50-50 call.
0: I wouldn't start him from them comments. Because like you said, he's likely to either play 60 minutes and come off or come on for the last 30, something like that. But um, initially, before he mentioned that from his first comments, it sounded to me like I don't think he'll play. But then he like... I think he's just trying to reassure the fans. Or does he not want to tell Nathan Jones, you know, oh, Aker isn't playing? You don't want to give that away, do you? I think it's too much of a risk to start him. I'm not going to have him in my team, obviously. Um, but if I did, I think I'd look to bench him this week and then just assess the situation. They've got a cup game, haven't they? Are they playing? Oh, no, I forgot who they're playing. I've looked at that many fixtures today. I forgot who's I've seen everybody's cup fixture. Uh, so yeah, i just wait and see on that. Um that covers everything really, though, doesn't it, regarding game week one? Yeah, I think so. So just a bit of housekeeping then for the listeners. Um first good luck in game week one. I the preview pods um have helped you out. They've definitely helped me, and I'm sure they've helped you too as well, haven't they? Um yeah. They've been a massive success, so it's a massive thank you to everyone who listens, um, to Angus and Dan for their hard work that they've put in. All the correspondents gave us all the information, and people like Ben HD and Justin from the second tier pod, who aren't associated with us, but kindly helped us out with news on Derby and Preston. Um, So, yeah, that's that part done. Um, Tomorrow... This is coming out Thursday night. It's 10 pm Thursday night now. This will be out in about an hour or so. Um, If you listen to this Friday morning, today is the last day to join the leagues. So we have got the Gaffer Super Leagues, a championship. League one and League two are invite only. Um, But we have got a non league with unlimited entrance in there. If you get in the top three, you will be promoted into League two. So this will be a yearly thing. So if you'd like to enter that, Give me a shout um, and I'll give you the code for that. We've also got the Cash League, which is gaining a bit of momentum now. We've had a bit of interest in that. That is, I don't know the exact numbers actually, but we're coming on to 20 people on that I think now. So if you want to join that, that's £10 entry and that's paid into PayPal. Um, I don't use my PayPal, so it's staying in there till the end of the season. We're going to pay out the top three. Um, once we've got the final numbers, I will confirm what the prizes are for the top three. I just need to know the exact numbers. Deadline for that is tomorrow. Deadline, I don't want people joining in late who started really well. Um, make it fair, we start from game week one. Um, have I, we've got a Slack channel, uh, which I haven't used that much in the last week, but it's because we've been that busy doing these preview pods and stuff. Um, that's a chance for you to just chat anything if you want. There's a channel for each team in there, so if you want to talk about Bournemouth, you know you can go into the Bournemouth channel and have discussions in there. That could be really useful this year to share team news and
2: stuff like that. Ever missed anything? Um, I guess I should talk about. I guess it's in theory replacing the uh, press conference roundup. Yes, I've so- been working on a spreadsheet um, which will have um injuries suspensions uh will be the primary page will just have injuries and suspensions and then i'm putting together a second page of it which will have any other comments from the press conferences so anyone who's likely to start um any sort of system comments any comments about signings will be put it in a separate part and the first page will just be where you can go and see a breakdown of who's injured or suspended and that will be kept live throughout the season
0: ah okay i was gonna ask so you're keeping that live so it's not just coming out on um a deadline day it's just no so i uh,
2: what i'll probably do is um like make it a pinned tweet or something on my twitter okay and so um it will be t- view only to everyone but um i will sort of have a way that people can go on and see it at any given point um and i will be endeavoring to keep that updated with any news i see bear in mind at times it may take me a day or two to put any news that comes up on there but come each deadline it will be as up to date as possible
0: right so for the listeners who followed us last year obviously you knew you know i did the press conference roundup on a Friday normally. Um, so this year it's going to be Angus doing that and it's on the spreadsheet. So this is just to help everybody, not just ourselves, um, just an easy way of just checking the latest injuries. Obviously, the information is quite difficult to get hold of. It used to take me about two hours to get that information. So Angus is doing that now. But if you see anything injury related, suspension related, or any comments from managers that indicate somebody isn't going to play, just give Angus a shout um, and he could have a look into it and add it on there. It, like I say, it is just to help everybody um, and just get as much information out there to the Gaffer community as possible. So, yeah, that will be really good. And I think that will be really handy for us all. Um, Anything else? I don't think there is, is there? We are ready for game week one. Yeah. I can't wait for this. Tomorrow's guy. Tomorrow goes so fast at work. I can't wait. I'm, I've am i got a bit of a nightmare, though, because um, I don't even think I've told you to yet. My three-year-old daughter was with my stepdaughter, who's nine, and the eldest has turned her programmes off. So she's reacted by throwing the remote at the TV. So my lovely 4K 55-inch TV that was ready for the game on Friday has a big, massive black patch through the screen. So I've now got goodbye TV ready for the game tomorrow. So not exactly happy about that, but needs are needs, aren't they? Yeah, I'm going to stop rambling on now. Uh, we're going to go. Good week, good luck for game week one. We will be back on Sunday. So we're going to record every Sunday and Thursday night. Um, I haven't got an update as of yet about YouTube. We've got no updates here, have we, Angus? No. No. So... If we're not on YouTube, we're not on. We'll, we'll be on there as soon as possible. Either way, we'll be recording and it will be available on all your major audio platforms on Sunday. And then I will be back without these two on Thursday with a guest. Um, I haven't confirmed who that guest is yet. I haven't even asked anybody. So um, I'll have a guest on and we'll just talk about the things me, Angus and Dan haven't had a chance to do or major talking points going into game week two. So... Yeah, I am actually going to stop rambling on now. Thank you for listening, everybody. Good luck in game week one.